0: Uh, so, welcome. Good morning. It's been a busy night. Ripper from Ripper's Corner, how you doing? Uh, welcome to the entire galaxy. Welcome to those hanging out in our chat room. I've got about an hour uh, this morning, hopefully, uh, maybe a little more. And our room is uh, a little quiet at the moment. I appreciate you dedicated hardcore fans uh, this morning at, at almost 8 o'clock in the morning. And uh, some areas, some time zones in the U.S. as early as 5 and 6 a.m. So appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we will post this podcast up a little bit later. Um, but it is yet another episode of Talking in Cars with DJs. Apologize for the lack of studio quality that you may have come accustomed to with our podcast. But uh, information is time sensitive, and we want to take this opportunity to get it out to you. I'm your host. My name is Ultimate DJs. I want to thank our moderators today Steven's Aaron, Wicked Witch, Truck and Chick. Uh, when they pop in, uh, special thanks to Executive Producer Snake Guys and technical producer uh this morning steven Aaron, for running our audio board back in the studio thank you guys so very very much for your hard work especially over the last couple days snake guys and i have gotten very little sleep over the last 36 hours preparing for this arc launch so uh this morning we launched a video just 20 30 minutes ago be ready we launched our second video and uh, the second video going into a lot uh, a lot more in-depth explanation and analysis of the G4 repair cost. Uh, we've got a lot that has presented itself here today, and believe it or not, not everything is here even yet. Believe it or not, folks, there's still more to come. So we're really, really excited about being able to share some of this stuff with you throughout the next uh, several days. First, I would like to begin with, uh, I guess we'll start with some community questions. Uh, and then or, or maybe maybe we should run through a brief run through of what we did in the video. Actually, you know what? I'll just promote the video uh, and you guys go watch it. We won't waste valuable time with, with content that's already been produced. Uh, if you guys have not yet seen our videos, we have posted two so far this morning, one at 4 a.m. Eastern uh, and one here just about 45 minutes ago. Uh, they are on our YouTube channel. You can find the link to our YouTube channel in any of the Discord uh, content creator stream channels, or by visiting our website at talkingtrekstfc.online. There's a link to our YouTube there, and you'll find both of those videos. Please consume both of those, watch them as many times as you need before your brain wraps around all the information contained therein. Share it with your team. Knowledge is power, people. Share it with your team. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you've not done so already, and I thank you very, very very much for your support of the Talking Trek podcast and YouTube channels. At this point, we will get into a community Q&A. Panic did actually a really great job this morning uh, with the community Q&A. Spent several uh, minutes. He was actually there for about an hour. Uh, Did a great job answering some community questions, and there were some good ones uh, in there. Unfortunately, Ripper, I don't know if you had a chance to review it, I did actually catch Panic in one or two uh, questions that were answered incorrectly. How about you?
1: I haven't watched any of them.
0: Well, I did watch through a couple of them. And and saw one or two that uh, that got me a little bit eyebrow wrinkling, because it does conflict with the information that we've had. However, uh, most of the information there is very, very good. So listen, we will take your questions in the chat room. We'll take your questions here in voice. Uh, We do have about 45 minutes, at least guaranteed time, maybe a little bit more once I get to work, but about 45 minutes where I can sit here and answer your questions, whatever you've got, and uh, then we'll post this up later for uh, more players to be able to listen to across the galaxy and those who might be in alternate time uh, time zones. (laughs) Timelines! We're in alternate timelines, which ironically is the theme of this arc. The Doomsday Machine, actually, not even the Doomsday Machine, but its little tiny baby offspring have somehow leaked through the dimensional rift, the anomalous phenomena, into our timeline and now has invaded our galaxy. These worms... (laughs) By the way, has anybody ever heard of the worms in actual canon? I have never heard of the Doomsday Worms. I don't remember that being mentioned in the actual episode. I think so. I think so, yeah. the, uh, The worms are definitely an invention, a creation of the Digit and Skokley development team. Doomsday worms that are very weird-looking with multiple heads and lots of teeth as they devour planets. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we will begin with uh, with your guys' questions, and uh, I'll try to answer as many of them as you can. You guys are welcome to pop in voice or write them in the chat room as I am monitoring. Good morning, and welcome to Talking Train. Go ahead with your um, question. My question is, on the new uh, research tree, is it also going to help G- G3 people, or is it all for G4? So the new research tree is locked to Ops 40+, plus. at least the majority of it. There are 64 new nodes of research. 62 of them are for 40+. plus. Now, once you get up there, um, there are a few researches that will help out you as a player overall. Um, but the majority of them are not even unlocked until Ops 40, and majority of them are focusing on G4 content, such as G4 ships, G4 parts, uh, G4 refining. Um, however, there are some station, and obviously it's the station tree, There's some station researches there, including uh, platform uh, attack, mitigation, defense, uh, hull and shield, and so forth. Uh, There's also some additional, I know we're all excited for this, there's some additional warehouse and protection researches up there, and uh, my biggest complaint so far, and I'm not a G4 player, I've pointed this out to you guys before, but my biggest complaint that I have observed logistically, Ripper, is that this tree just feels absolutely bogged down with prior research dependencies. Um we were actually walking through the tree, Ripper, and I'll invite your comments in a moment. Uh, We were walking through the tree and, for example, to get to uh, G4 Interceptor Repair Cost Efficiency, for example, you've got to get through, like, six other researches. And even then, once you unlock it at Tier 1, to get it to Tier 2, you've got to go back and pick up some others. Then you've got a relatively clear walk up to Level 5. All right, You've got a clear walk up to Level 5. But, Once you get to level five and you want to take it to six, got to go back and pick up a ton of prior research before you can proceed on to level six of that research. So this tree absolutely rot with research dependencies. Ripper, I know that we've discussed in the past that this is a particular mechanic that not very many players, especially you and I, we're not fond of dependencies because it forces us to focus on researches that we may otherwise not be interested in. For example, to get to G4 repair cost efficiency, you must invest in vault protection. Tell me what you think about that and your analysis of the research dependencies in the new tree.
1: Yeah, not, not very nice, but I guess that's what it is. I mean, we have to do our vaults anyways for ops upgrades, which is stupid, but is what it is.
0: It is what it is. Um, And uh, like I said, we've we've always been an advocate for choosing research, but that is one recommendation that Scopely has not yet adopted. Uh, And I say not yet, maybe not ever. But, um, and and to their point, that probably does contribute to the monetization model. Um, Not defending it in any way, shape, or form. Business-wise, of course, it makes sense. These researches appear deep. They appear to be expensive. And they appear to not be intended to complete quickly, um, but that's all the more reason that I believe that it should be possible for you to invest in what you want to invest in without being forced to do it in the in the past. Snake I says stacking dependencies is not new. Why would you expect it to be different? I, you know, I didn't expect it to be different, but I really did hope because it's something that we've been pushing for since the territory tree now back uh, circling back to the original question out of the 64 nodes 62 of them are locked g4 there are two nodes available that is ops 35 plus so still not obtainable to the younger level player but researches that are geared towards the uh the blossoming g4 player when i say when i say that i mean Researches that are geared towards players who may potentially be warming up and preparing to enter G4 space. At Ops 35, you get two Apex researches that unlock. Those are Apex Research Speed and Apex Building Speed, which, when you combine with the new second builder, actually really provides a great deal of time efficiency uh, when it comes to building. Those research nodes, those Apex research nodes, follow. Similar fashion to previous Apex notes in that they only cost Apex research metals and will not cost any resources or materials. Lube says, What are the research prices like? Oh, they're heavy, buddy. They're heavy. Uh, At some of the earlier levels, we're seeing some of the research is costing uh, at base value, by the way, okay, because that's always going to depend on your research that you got up to that point, but at base value. We're seeing hundreds of millions of titanium, if not billions, and hundreds of millions of dilithium. It will not be a cheap tree for the G4 players. Skits uh, jokingly says, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. And and that that is probably partially true. <laughs> not to mention, not to mention, these researches, be ready. I'm not sure if you've looked through Elcar's 2.0, by the way. Farty and the team over at LCARS 2.0 do, in fact, have all of the new research now loaded and available for query inside Elcars. But if you start looking through, you're going to see build times as well. Build times. Uh, one of the researches that we saw, again, base value before efficiencies, but some of the build times for these researches are in the thousands of days. Thousands of days. All right, making the new Apex research and some of the new station research extremely important just to be able to progress in this tree without burning tens or hundreds of thousands of flat per research project. So it is all kind of tied together, but make no illusion, this is not a short-term expansion. This is an expansion. Ripper, if you had to if you had to estimate the life cycle of the new station tree. I mentioned it in the video. I I am estimating for the most aggressive players, I still think this is probably close to a year, and for relatively relaxed players or mild spenders, even once they get to G4 space, um, which, by the way, is not a crazy thing to say. We've got a free-to-play 39 on my server right now. We also have a battle pass only spender who has recently obtained a jelly and is now in G4 space at Ops 40. And he's a Battle Pass only spender. So we are going to see some players progressing through the light spender, the free-to-play path that will be able to utilize some of this stuff before too long. Some of you guys who are 32 and 34 and 36 and think that this is a long ways off, trust me, it's not. It's really not, okay? I mean, maybe a few months, maybe six months before you get there, but it will be coming up on you before you know it. And because of... The nature of this expansion, I truly do believe that that this is a multi-year expansion for a light spender. And, and like I said, for an aggressive player, still six months, eight months, a year, perhaps. Ripper, what do you think?
1: Yeah, that seems like a reasonable assumption.
0: Meaning that even some of the heaviest, deepest G4 players are going to be spending a significant amount of time to get through all this. So, uh, anyway, there you go. Grudging Sue says, What can you tell us about ticketed events, free to play, and rewards? So, ticketed events, I'm going to be very vague on today, Grudging Sue. We have another video coming up on the day that these ticketed events will launch that will go into a great deal of detail regarding the ticketed events. But what I will tell you today is that it can be absolutely completed free-to-play and that these ticketed events are not the battle pass events okay you do not have to purchase tickets you do not have to obtain tickets in order to participate in the battle pass the battle pass events will continue to be exactly as they've always been relatively simple easy to complete and uh, you know intended for everybody to complete on a daily basis these ticketed events are going to be similar to the special ARC events that we see promoted in the news center, that these will be sidebar uh, events. These will be extra events. And tickets will be given for free in Battle Pass Milestones, all right? Um, and and by the way, you'll get enough tickets to be able to play every single day. However, there will be opportunities for certain players to be able to participate in extra events. And that will be detailed in a later video coming when the ticketed events actually finally launch. Thank you, Fartasia. Good morning to you, sir. There is a list in our chat room of all of the brand new researches that are listed. And you'll notice that uh, you even see four primes in there that are available to the G4 players, and you see uh, the two Apexes there in alphabetical.
1: Which two? Is it the Apex ones that are the ones that aren't 40 only, 40-plus only? Yes.
0: That's correct. The the, the two Apex ones are the ones that are available at Ops 35+, and, and those do scale by level, of course. All right, they're five levels deep. Each one of those Apexes is five levels deep and does scale. So to get to level five, you will need to be Ops 40. Uh, I believe Ripper, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's one level per op. So 35 is one. Level 36 will get you to two and so forth and so on until you get to level five. Now, let me address uh, let me adjust, uh, or address this very quickly. I know that a lot of players are experiencing load issues with the new client, uh, be able, being able to only get to 15%. Ripper, do you have an update for us regarding client load times Uh, as we step here into the world that is Ripper's Corner. Do you have any technical information or advice for players who are struggling uh, with the new client to get into the game?
1: The only thing that I've seen work is reinstalling, but apparently that doesn't work for everyone.
0: Uh, That is what I have seen. I I do think that that is helping a lot of people. So if you have not tried to completely uninstall and reinstall, then uh, I would suggest trying that, as that does appear to be helping i don't want to give a statistic but but most people that i'm talking to i'd say out of the people that have messaged me that's helping four out of five so uh, um, can
1: I, you, sorry can i say go something? ahead Absolutely. Uh, okay. uh, go to uh, settings uh, you go to application and you clear data uh, not only the cache but you clear the data basically you un- uninstall your account when you go again into the game it will take the uh, your data from the server, and everything will work. You don't need to uninstall the game; just clear the data, uh, delete your account from your computer. Very if it good. Is okay. To the Google I mean, Play, that's basically will... basically the same thing as uninstalling. Yeah, exactly. But this so... is less, you, and you will get million notifications. But that's it.
0: Yeah, a million notifications and all of your officers and ships. will now say new. No. Um, <laughs> so right. there you go. There's a possible suggestion for you um yes skits is right tickets are just a name you get the currency you choose what to use them on sobex uh says is this something new it is in fact something new uh and focuses on player choice okay like i said you will be sourced enough tickets to be able to compete in uh, one of these events every single day meaning that there's going to be multiple events for you to choose from this is kind of a hybrid of ripper's uh earliest suggestion about just loading 70 five events at one time, obviously, Scopely said, "Ah, ah, 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 no, Uh, but (laughs) kind of a hybrid between what he had suggested and what I had suggested in allowing there to be multiple carnival rides and you choosing what ride you want to go on by paying the number of tickets necessary
1: to complete in the event. But if I got you correctly, you basically said apart from the battle pass, we also get the regular arc events and then the ticketed events are again extra. Is
0: correct, that is correct. Well, and, and I should say extra, but they are in conjunction with the ARC events. So these ticketed events will be ARC events, sorry. They'll they'll be posted in the news center and, and on certain days when the uh, ticketed events run, there may or may not be other special ARC events running concurrently. But yes, these are separate from Battle Pass and these are special ARC events that will be in addition to. I should point out that I won't be commenting on ticket prices if you choose to buy more because that will vary not only by ops but <clears throat> by the packs that you traditionally see in your store. We do know that there will be packs as cheap as ten dollars and packs as expensive as of course ninety nine ninety nine that contain varying amounts of tickets if you choose to purchase extra. And I and I urge caution with this because these events will all have a different theme. Okay, for example, and, and again, I don't want to get into too much detail, but there might be a PvE-style event. There might be a domination-style event, and there might be a PvP-style event, okay? These events will be themed in different ways, and you get to choose what you want to do. The great thing is, is that the rewards payout will be the same, all right? So if you do purchase tickets to do extra events, then you are literally, literally increasing your payout, but that is not inappropriate really truthfully, okay? As a matter of fact, I've argued with this on the official Discord a little bit ago. I, Ripper, I'd like to get your opinion on this. I almost don't dislike this particular model because it is, in fact, different than just buying a pack and getting extra stuff. You know, this is not like buying an officer pack, for example. This is buying the ability to engage and participate more for additional rewards, but they still have to do the event they still have to grind it out now they will get extra rewards but there is extra effort required to do so ripper uh how do you feel about that particular mechanic as compared to just buying passes or buying packs
1: i like it provided that you know the the amount you pay for extra tickets gives you more than just straight up buying a pack because then there's no reason to do it i guess
0: absolutely Absolutely. And and I don't disagree. Uh, Some people have asked about rewards that are going to be coming out of these ticketed events. Again, not going into a great deal of detail, but one of the uh, two of the primary currencies that will be rewarded in these events will be doomsday transwarp cells or doomsday warp cells that will allow you access to the gated systems. Now, I will urge the listening audience here today to share with your teams and those that you care about and love. Do not go and explore these systems just yet. All right. These cells will provide advantages in later events by giving you additional access to the systems that are gated. So if you accumulate cells, I wouldn't go there just to unlock them and just to see what's in them. Okay. Not yet. Not until an event calls for it because burning one or two or three of those cells on the gated systems will reduce your ability to participate later on when the events are called for, okay? So uh, be cautious with that. Oh, I misspoke. Fartasia, thank you for correcting me. The Apex nodes are 10 nodes, uh, 10 levels deep. I thought they were five. That's my mistake. They're 10 levels deep. They do scale by ops, and in our chat, you will be able to see uh those levels there i know i'm a little bit behind in chat i'm trying to catch up Uh, captain james t kirk says all tickets have the same rewards Uh, that is my understanding is that no matter which event you choose the primary reward currencies will be the same now there could be different styles maybe one of them awards officer xp and maybe one of them awards ship xp for example but the primary rewards of the doomsday transform cells Uh, will uh, remain steady. And there is one other primary currency that I'm actually very excited about that's gonna be included in those ripper. And that is uh, currency or recruit tokens for a new TOS recruit chest. And, And this brings great joy to my heart because we were concerned about sourcing of the TOS officer shards, including Kirk and Spock during this arc i am pleased to announce that kurt spock yuhura and now bones and sulu will all be available in this tos recruit chest so by participating in the ticketed events you will also be gall- uh, allowing yourself additional access to recruiting these officers with recruit tokens for the tos start or the tos chest
1: sulu should have been check off
0: uh, uh Arguably, I, I definitely do want to see Walter Koenig in the game. We have no indication as to whether or not that's going to happen yet. But, you uh, know, is, that uh,
1: there's still room for more, you know. Oh, well, there
0: we, is. Frudging Sue says, so why do you get the choice? Because, OK, so somebody had asked about structure. Oh, gosh, gosh, I hate to get into all this detail, but, uh, you know, I, I guess we'll do that. Um, you get choice because they're only giving you enough tickets to participate in one of these Per day. Okay? But there will be multiple events per day for you to choose from. Okay? Now, if you do also choose to purchase extra tickets, then you can do multiple events per day. But they will source you enough tickets through Battle Pass Milestones to be able to participate in one of them per day. So you do get to choose what you do, not what you get, Sue. That's absolutely correct. With with a minor exception. Like I said, there could be one of those events that might offer, you know, Officer XP or versus Ship XP versus Premium Recruit Tokens, for example. Okay, so so that can happen. I have not seen the detailed event payouts, and obviously that is also going to scale by ops. What we do know is universal are the Transwarp sales and the TOS Recruit Tokens, okay? That's, uh, that's what we get. So multiple events where you will be able to choose. Callus says, oh, you scared me there. I went and explored the non-gated ones. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. Don't spend anything for the gated ones. Yeah, if you want to go explore the non-gated ones, absolutely. Go check them out. They're actually kind of cool. They've got I mean, visually speaking, they've got cool cool hostels in them now. The, the Doomsday Worms despite, you know, its total invention and its ridiculous look Actually, I shouldn't say ridiculous. It, it's just so different than the original Doomsday Machine. But they do look kind of cool. I think they were designed well. The artwork is is it's kind of silly. I, ridiculous might even be the right word, but it's still cool. I kind of
1: like it. But including the token systems, they are basically 13 new systems, right?
0: Uh, there's actually a total of 15 new systems. 15 new systems, three of which are gated. There are 12 that are unlocked.
1: Okay? 12 of them that are unlocked. I- yeah, and oh, there's some oh. regular systems in like faction space.
0: Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, so, um, oh, okay. I didn't know about that. So there, I thought that there were 15 worm systems. So there's additional regular systems up there hiding out as well.
1: Yeah, I think one in Federation and one in Romulan space.
0: There you go. So I may have to check that out, see what those contents are, and what uh, possible implications those systems could have. Partasia is reporting one of them under Vendor. In Romulan space and you can check that out and uh, we'll have to uh, take a look and see what we can find elsewhere uh, in the galaxy map. Snake Eyes is giving us the backstory on these worms. Dr. McFoy's studies suggest that these parasitic beings are discarded from the carapace of the doomsday creature feeding on planetary rubble. Left in the creature's wake of destruction the doomsday worms roam the galaxy in search of their next meal. And again, this seems to be a total invention of Star Trek Fleet Command, as this has never been in any wiki or any canon anywhere before. There's another one, Spira. Thank you, Epic Neo. Spira appears to be in Federation space, uh, directly southwest of Tau So you'll be able to find one of those there as well. And uh, if you'll look in the chat, looks like Cartasia is posting the system breakdowns from the available cars cards, uh, kind of telling you what's there. It looks like we've got um, in the Romulan system, we do have some core nodes there. Um, and, you know, that's a weird system, Cartasia, because the base mining speed is the same. So what they've done here is they've just added in Romulan space, it looks like they've added some additional nodes that are base speed, 300 per hour, normal base speed. But even in the Federation system, no gas there. So, uh, just kind of weird, adding a few extra ore nodes into the game, I guess. Maybe more people are trying to mine ore here lately. No idea. No idea. Yeah, it,
1: it, it seemed a bit odd, but oh well.
0: <laughs> it does seem a little bit odd, which may indicate that these systems uh, have not yet revealed their true intent, or possibly not yet uh, completely developed and ready for deployment, but hey, they were on the map and they were ready to go, so their contents could still change with a future patch, but at least now they're on the map. They're on the map. Hal 9000, artificial intelligence, has shown a screenshot of a doomsday worm at Ops 41 uh, at approximately 6.2 million power. So here's uh, some interesting information for you. And again, all of these hostiles are available in L-Cars for all three ship types. These worms are containing all three properties, meaning that there are a set of worms for that have battleship properties, a set of worms with explorer properties, and a set of worms with interceptor properties. They all have different weapons and different firing patterns. So you'll want to be very, very careful as you're crewing what ships that you decide that you want to go up against when you're hunting these worms, and all of that information is available in LCars 2.0. What's up, Rev Deuce? Welcome to the channel. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Sobek says, let's talk about these bug fixes. Who was really having a lot of these issues? There are many, many others that appear to be more critical, or am I just being grumpy? The officer fixes are great, by the way. Ripper is tagged in that because Ripper seems to have been able to successfully deliver on both officers that he promised to fix. Uh, officer Aliyah Mackinnon has now been reportedly fixed. Testing will need to ensue to make sure, but I'm sure that uh, if they followed Ripper's recommendations, that those officers, including DuPont, uh, sorry, not DuPont, uh, Curon, have been deployed successfully, uh, but we can test those out a little bit later. Uh, But yes, uh, Aaliyah Mackinnon, the Isogen Mining Officer, uh, reportedly fixed, as was Curon, reportedly fixed to immediately, in round two, reload all round one kinetics. So, for the Saladin, And I believe, I don't remember, I believe there was one other ship that this affected, uh, the sarcophagus, I know, but there was one other normal ship that it affected. These apparently now appear to, at least reportedly, have been corrected. We will test those a little bit later. Um, But yes, Fartasia reporting the Elkhars cards for these hostiles. Uh, You can take a look there. Definitely uh, different firing patterns and different levels of weaponry. And by the way, not only does this vary by ship type, or by uh, ship property, I should say, uh, because they are not technically ships. They're not battleships, explorers, and interceptors, but they do have those properties of those ships. And when I discuss properties, I'm talking about strengths and weaknesses as related to the battle triangle. Um, But uh, you will see three different ship types there. Um, And by the way, these firing patterns and degrees of strength will also vary by the strength of the hostel itself, all right? So be aware of that. Also in our chat room right now, Fartasia posting the locations and names of the systems where all of these worms are, which are all the new systems. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, guys, I, I hate for to ask the moderators, but there's been an absolute ton of graphical information released over the last 35 minutes. If possible, please try to grab as much of that and deposit it into the graphics room in order as you can. That way, when people listen back to this particular episode, you can visit our Discord uh, by linking over to TalkingTrekSTFC.online. That is our website. Click on the link to join our Discord. Uh, Scroll down from the chat room. You'll find what's called a Talking Trek graphics room, and you will have the opportunity there to follow along, even as you're listening in delayed playback on podcast platforms like iTunes, and google play and amazon alexa later on at your convenience (sighs) um so interesting that not very many people are asking about the g4 repair costs maybe ripper we just did such a bang up fantastic job in the videos and the communications and the tools uh developed by elkars to explain these g4 repair cost reductions but not very many questions about that which Interesting. I would imagine that the G4 community must be pleased this morning, Ripper. Uh, Have you received much feedback? I think
1: some actually got it confused with the repair cost reduction being as part of the research and not as base cost. I don't know. Well,
0: yeah. Do keep in mind, that was a second video that we published today, uh, just uh, I guess about uh, just under an hour ago now. And I would encourage you guys to assist me in relaying that information. Some players, even G4 players, may not realize that there was a two-pronged approach to the G4 repair cost reductions. One is through research, and yes, it will be expensive, and yes, it will require upper 40s-level uh, ops levels to be able to complete a majority of this research. However, there is still a ridiculous reduction at, say, roughly Tier 7 and below for any G4 faction ship or faction survey ship um, that uh, is available through base cost reductions. And that is explained in detail in our video posted just an hour ago. Please be sure to watch that a little bit later. Go Bear says, When will this show up in the gift section? He's referring to a screenshot showing the G4 station article. What this has been uh, implemented for, Goat Bear, is to prevent G4 players from jumping the gun. All right, Ops 40 plus players. Uh, well, hey, they like to get things done, right? They want to get started as soon as it's available. However, you should be aware that there will be research events contained within this arc, not only milestone events, but also leaderboard events. So, in an effort to prevent players from, you know, damaging themselves without even realizing it, the Station Particle has been implemented. This station particle will be gifted to all eligible players when Scopely is ready to launch the research events. So, you don't have to do anything, you don't have to buy anything, you just must wait patiently for the tree to unlock. Once the tree is unlocked, then, of course, hopefully by that time, the messaging will be out there that uh, there will be research events. And you're going to want to not start on these researches until the research events begin. The station particle was put in place just to make sure that people didn't jump the gun and then holler later that they weren't able to get rewarded for the effort. Lube great says, thing. "Well, this actually, oh, absolutely, it's a great thing. It's it's a damage control. It's a it's a premeditated damage control. And you know, we give Scopely a lot of grief for things that aren't thought out. Sometimes this one in uh, this one obviously was." This was uh, a particle put in place to lock the tree, it, to prevent a problem from occurring, and uh, this is uh, this is a good thing. Lube says, "Will this be the first set of arcs without a new ship, Kylie?" We have no idea. We don't know yet. We're only uh, we're only now on day one of arc two, and as I indicated, and don't read more into this. Don't read between the lines because I'm not I'm not I'm telling you I have no information or no knowledge, but. This is, I would imagine, Ripper, the very first arc that we have ever had that has not been fully apparent on day one. And when I say that, I mean that there are additional events and updates to come in this month that are not yet being communicated, that are not yet um, uh, allowed to be discussed by content creators or moderators. There, There's still more. So, um, now, I will be clear and say I have no knowledge of a second of a ship in this arc, but um, I, I will say that it's too early to tell, Lou. We have no idea if another ship will present itself. And not to mention, keep in mind, it's just our two. Traditionally, throughout the year 2020, we would receive either three or four arcs. I don't think we can guarantee that this is only a three-month arc anyway. All right, and and again, don't read between the lines. I'm not hinting at anything. I don't know. I'm merely observing. We had board that lasted four months. Discovery lasted four months. Outlaw was three months. All right. Uh, really, if you look at it comparatively, we had more four-month arcs than we did three-month arcs last year. So there is presumably at least, presumably at least one more arc, and possibly but more than
1: that. Read? DJ, they mentioned the Constellation. And the Constellation would be a new ship to go against the winds, DJ. Hey, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. If I'm
0: hypothesizing, I said this last month. It seems to me that this particular arc is modeled after the Borg arc of last year. And when I say modeled yep. after, I see similarities. I see crows. a.k.a. worms. All right? We know... Right that the worms are an offset or an offshoot of something bigger and more massive. All right, Which could oh, be no. the doomsday machine itself. No, no, it no. could be a doomsday no, mega no. machine. Oh god, DJ, you went there. <laughs> I did. I went there. I, but oh. I went there last month. I went there last month and said, listen, I, know, I, I see similarities. Like Ripper, I mean, do you see similarities or am I just out of my mind? because I see similarities.
1: Eh, maybe Thank you, bit.
0: <laughs> Thank you for your expert analysis. Uh, no, DJ. Yeah. you got a point. There are similarities. It's just whether or not we really want to acknowledge a whole different story. I because know. Because so this another mega cube. Well, hopefully you know. they learn from the last mega-cube. Okay, honestly. It's been a year, I don't know, they just and, don't we, and we provided so. our feedback very loudly and very clearly. Hopefully the Mega Cube feedback or the Mega Cube fiasco will not repeat itself. But, if I'm a... And by the way, again, please, this is pure hyperbole and conjecture. I do not have information about anything coming in the next arc. But my gut, my observational skills indicate to me that we will have a more massive target in the next arc, and it would make sense to me that we would have a ship to battle that shit i mean even even in canon we had the constellation that was single-handedly responsible for destroying yeah, but but, the but doomsday then there's machines. the
1: argument why and what does it like give you you know
0: what does it give you a one hundred thousand percent damage attack boost against yeah, doomsday but, hostiles
1: but what do the doomsday hostiles give you right now it's basically just nothing
0: right now you're correct right now it's titanium and steel and dilithium just like normal hostels so, so uh, i don't know don't
1: i'm 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 not really seeing it yet i don't know
0: well i don't know we shall see all right we shall see we have no idea what could be coming uh but i would not be surprised to see uh, a mega a mega worm or a mega doomsday hostel, and i would not be surprised to see especially it's not going to surprise me if that were to happen um so yeah that's that's all i can really speculate on as far as what we could see in the future what we do know is that right now we've got hundreds of thousands of worms that have crept into our galaxy and it is our job commanders to eradicate this hostile threat grunting sue says you have an update on photon tokens no i don't i was actually i'm not gonna lie i was disappointed that this was not released with maintenance um however as i indicated before there are still things to come that even i don't know about okay that none of the moderators and cc's know about we have been told by scopely that there are more things to come all right uh, throughout the the duration of this arc if everything goes well listen if if we have let, let's go back in time and pretend that we're at the beginning of the discovery arc river and something happens And they have to delay the entire arc by a week. All right, you remember when that happened? We delayed the entire arc by a week. If something like that happens, I would expect 100% of their attention to be on damage control. All right, but if this arc rolls out buttery smooth, just smooth as silk, smooth as a baby's bottom, then I would imagine that the design team and the developers and the live ops team will be able to work on additional features and that could include the photon token that could include transporter patterns modification or the transporter pattern store that could include other types of bug fixes and and uh, different features being released into the game i think it all depends on time management and what happens with the rollout if this ends up being a good smooth rollout one that was properly planned for and rolls out without any catastrophe, then sure, I would imagine that they're going to have some time to continue to work on other iterations of other things. And uh, and I certainly do hope, I don't know, I know Rev has been all gung-ho for Photon Tokens, as am I. I think that would be a great thing. If I were picking my two number one priorities for deployment into the game, it would indeed be Photon Tokens and Transporter Patterns. All right, even, yes even a bug bug fixes, with the exception of one or two, like the Armadas thing. Uh, definitely want to see that get fixed, which, by the way, apparently was halfway fixed on some servers. The Armadas are now spawning, but they have no loot, which is interesting. <laughs> there are some Armadas Whoops. out there that, that are now able to be attacked, but they, they're not paying anything. So, uh, you know, you have no idea.
1: That's no unfortunate.
0: Loot. Now, Sobex is citing Panic's words. Panic said this in the uh, TOS Q&A this morning, new ship for ARC 3, and he answered no. Now, I have all the respect in the world for Panic, but I will tell you this, Panic actually has probably very little information above and beyond what the content creators currently have. We have seen it time and time again where Panic has not been given the information to properly handle some of these questions, and he may just simply not know. Okay? I know that he did say no, for example, for a ship in R3. He also said that Bones and Sulu were going to be sourced through auctions. And unless that plan has changed, Ripper, I don't see any evidence of that. Okay? So, again, everything, of course, is always subject to change. But that was one that I saw that, in my opinion, Panic answered incorrectly. I do not have any knowledge of auctions... For Sulu or Bones,
1: me neither. Okay. So,
0: so I, I did you hear? Did you hear what he said? Everybody, Ripper, can you repeat your last comment, please?
1: I don't <laughs> have any information that there will be an auction for those officers. As there far as I know, know, there won't be. So,
0: as far as I know, there will not be as well. All right, Captain Planet says no more auctions. Too many already this month. Oh well, <laughs> Captain Planet, sorry to disappoint. There will be auctions. Okay but it's not going to be for the two new rare officers that are being released into the game. Okay. So, Sobek says, well, that's bull not to fill him in on stuff like that. He's a community manager. Hey, I totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. He should know everything, but we have sufficient evidence that that does not always happen. So, uh, (laughs) Kel, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not, Kel says, they really should implement a second builder. I really need this so I can build my station faster. Well, in case you have missed 100% of the conversation since 4 o'clock this morning, uh, second builder is here. <laughs> so, uh, hey, if you're being serious, then wish granted. Oh, he's winking at me. Okay, you're uh, you're a silly goose, sir. Silly goose. All right, but yes, second builder is here. <laughs> Sobek says, I feel bad for Panic. I've said that for a year! I do feel bad for Panic. He's got literally one of the worst jobs in the company. I mean, he really does, alright? Not only does he constantly have one hand tied behind his back, all right, but he also deals with the wrath of the community on a regular basis. So, yeah, Panic has a crappy, crappy job. Uh, and it, yeah, it but just, he's a
1: troll, so he loves it. So, how...
0: <laughs> How can you that's feel bad for someone who loves their job? Yeah, that's also very, very yeah. true. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, did he get aggravated in the Q&A? I missed it. I didn't, I didn't see it.
1: Omicron not says, really. all right. Maybe a little flustered in between when he had to pause, but all in all, Omicron he says, good you know, game. true
0: talk. What we really need is a second researcher. Uh, a second researcher Omicron is talking about. There are way more researchers than buildings. I do not disagree um, but as I mentioned earlier, this very well could just be an early iteration. We could be seeing more of these types of additional builders in the future. Uh, I'm not saying that I have any information on that. I do not. But uh, even Panic himself, I believe, did say in the Q and A that this was step one. Okay, and depending on its reception and depending on its performance, uh, we could potentially see other types of duplicate uh, abilities in the future Uh, Captain Planet says is there even screen space for that Uh, I'm going to argue no because we did have this very interesting screenshot this morning which I know is going to drive some OCD uh, players absolutely batty I just posted it into the chat room and the fact that if you had a ship scrapping had two buildings working had a research going and were building a ship all at the same time it's going to bleed over into the center of your UI, and that that will that will absolutely drive me completely bonkers. Absolutely, it will. It, it'll it'll make me furious. DJ, can you give us any insight into the events that are coming? At least that are coming today. Uh, absolutely, I can. Um, hang on a second. I seem to have lost my keys. Um, So, an event that is coming today at Event Reset, which we have been given the green light to discuss with you, will be day one of a server milestone event. So, today uh, at Event Reset, you are going to get a server milestone event. This is an event in which you must cooperate with all alliances on your server to accomplish a task. In which you will, and, and today's event will be in hostile killing. Now, I have no idea. What hostiles you'll be killing. I don't know if you'll be killing worms. I don't know if you'll be killing regular reds. I have no idea what it is. All I know is that it is a server milestone for today for hostile killing. It is a 24 hour milestone. So you will be working together to kill a bunch of hostiles today. Uh, The success of your server is your own success. And I have been told that the payouts from these server milestone events will be decent. Okay, now don't shoot the messenger if you end up with five hundred thousand par steel, all right? But I have been told that the reward payouts for these will be good. Uh, Also, these server milestone events will continue. They will continue. Uh, There are a total this arc of four server milestone events. They will have different objectives. So today, for example, is killing hostiles. All right, other. Uh, Server milestones will revolve around ticketed event completion. Ticketed event completion is how some of the other milestones will be scored. Now, for those. What if you're on a dead server? So you'll need to
1: purchase tickets to.
0: No, listen, let me finish. All right. These uh, server milestone events have already been bracketed out and sourced on various population servers, meaning. Uh, they told us, Ripper, I think that there were five, five different sets of events, five different brackets based on the overall population of your server. The mm-hmm. server milestones loosely are expected to, I mean, listen, these milestones are not going to be difficult. The The benchmark that they set for finishing these milestones is 75% of your, of your active players to participate uh, in a free-to-play fashion. Meaning, if now, not today, obviously it's hostile killing. So just everybody get out there and do the thing. But in a ticketed event completion, they are going to take a look at roughly 75% of your active players to complete one ticketed event. And these uh, further rounds, today is only a 24 hour server milestone, but these other uh, server milestone rounds will be additional days.
1: Okay. Events are up for us. What? Events have just popped for us right now in APAC.
0: You know, I love that because always when we're on the air, you always get to give us some extra information. So uh, you can go ahead and post some screenshots if you want, but you will see a server milestone today uh, around killing those hostiles. And like I said, future iterations will be based on uh, server population and ticketed event completion. All right, guys, welcome back. Thank you uh, for bearing with me during my break. Fortunately, through the power of audio editing, on podcast you have absolutely no break but i am uh, trying to juggle a few things this morning uh thank you though to v ready who uh, on the apac server has now hit his event reset and we're getting a couple of ideas about a few things that uh, are appearing through some of the events uh some of the rewards and some of the battle pass milestones uh including elite battle pass milestone eight we see what appears to be some type of horn Uh, It's labeled as a salvage part. And listen, obviously we have no idea what this is or what it does, but I would imagine that it's going to be important eventually.
1: Uh, It's basically the recruit tokens for the new officers.
0: The salvage parts are the TOS recruit tokens?
1: Yeah, I just posted the tooltip. I just posted the tooltip.
0: Okay, I'll take a look at that. Um, Yeah, send to recruit. Span to recruit TOS officer shards and recruit valuable resources in the recruit section. How weird. Okay, so there you go. The horns of these doomsday worms are how we're going to unlock more officers. As if by magically stitching together 10,000 of these horns, we're going to manifest additional clone copies of TOS officers. Uh, <laughs> Fartasia says, are these officers horny? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's very fun. Um, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a weird thing there. Uh, but if you go through and be ready, I would invite you uh, or one of the moderators to include some of these screenshots from be ready into the graphics room, so players can follow along and take a look at uh, what is coming through. Also, we see now uh, be ready has just received his G four station particle, which has shown up in his gift section. So uh, those, that's is apparently how that's going to come about. Uh, When we get close to event reset, we will see that station particle present itself to 40-plus players. Um, So, uh, there you go. If anybody has any last questions, I am going to have to wrap up uh, this slightly shorter version of Talking in Cars with DJs today, as I am at the J-O-B and got some things to do here. But, uh, if anybody has any last-minute questions, i would be happy to answer those very quickly as we prepare to wrap up today's Talking in Cars with DJ's intro to Arc 2 uh, here in Star Trek Fleet Command. Any other questions that anybody may have? Sobek says, remember to take your keys home. I'm probably going to leave that in the podcast. It was slightly funny. No, I'm not. I'm not leaving that in there. Nobody cares if I lock my keys in my office. Like, that's not topical, or now I got to cut it out again. Uh, <laughs> hey, we care about you, DJ, including I when you lock it, your keys you. in the, the office. JD says, will second builder be available to free to play at this time? John, no. At this time, it's a $5 pack, okay? Now, that's not to say that that won't change in the future, but for now, it's a $5 pack, and they have given us no indication that this will be grindable for free, right? But it is only $5. Not to violate anybody who says, I'm a true free-to-play. I've never spent a dime on this game, and and kudos. I'm proud of you. Listen, you've got the patience of a saint. If you've truly never spent a dollar in this game, then you must have the patience of a saint. This game is incredibly difficult to play if you, have, if, if you don't have patience, all right? So if you've really not played or, or not spent anything in the game, then good for you. Keep doing it, okay? But if you haven't spent in the game, then speeding through a bunch of buildings is probably not necessarily on your to-do list. You usually probably let them roll out or let them take a few days before they finish building, before you start the next one. So, so while I would argue that, of course, second builder would be wildly beneficial, Maybe this plays to your patience and perhaps five dollars may be worth it to you if you can have two buildings going at the same time. all right, but it is it is only five dollars. and and listen, that pack could have been worse. That pack could have been worse, okay so five bucks and it's available. Captain Caboose says in my opinion it's not even worth five bucks and, and you you're absolutely right. listen, this is not for everybody. it's not. listen uh, for for level 45 plus players where it costs 15 billion or 20 billion steel per building, they may not have the resources to do another one or or may not want to, you know? So it may not be for everybody, and that's okay. That's completely okay. I, I tend to believe that second builder, if you are willing to spend $5, I tend to believe that the second builder is a feature that is meant to help players catch up, much like a lot of Arc 1 with some of the Franklin research and the Nanoprobe research and so forth and so on. This is helping players catch up. So, you know, listen, it's not for everybody spend it if you want don't if you don't but if you do like anything else in this game spending money helps you progress and and if you so choose this will help you progress your buildings twice as fast um okay rev says can i spend your money
1: no maybe can i spend your money
0: yeah can i spend your money rev you spend some of that just spend some of that cheddar all right um Raging Ginger says, I would love to see them add this mechanic to research. That's what will help us catch up faster, in my opinion. And I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. I think Researcher would be a great addition. So let's positively praise this and and build upon it. Let's say, hey, this is a good idea. It is going to help people. You know what might help people more? Let's look at Researcher next. Let's look at a second Researcher next. All right, because, hey, we're on to something good here. All right? Again, if you guys trash it and you hate it, then why would they do it again? You know, so let's build upon the idea. If you like the premise, then we build on it. Okay. Um, let's see. I guess that's probably about it, guys. I do want to thank you for hanging out with me this morning. Uh, it's been a long night and we have a full day at work. Uh, we will be uh, having and hosting our regularly scheduled podcast tomorrow. That's Wednesday uh, afternoon. Uh, we'll have a regularly scheduled podcast to break down what we know so far and discuss even some new in, uh, information that we'll be presenting tomorrow. Uh, as I indicated, uh, we've got a video dropping tomorrow morning before event reset, at least for European and U.S. servers. It sounds like VReady's going to beat me to it. Uh, but we will have some information posted tomorrow regarding events. Um, but uh, enjoy your server milestone today. Uh, from what I was looking at in VReady's. Screenshots there. You don't have oh, a
1: silver milestone milestone yet.
0: Oh, you don't have it yet. Well, again, some of your other events are showing like twenty six hours, so it very well may be still an event reset kind of thing for you. Uh, but there is it, it. It looks like there's a decent, uh, a decent uh, host of events. You've got, of course, you're forty plus. So you've got Station Tree research. You've also got a Prime research event. You've got a Doomsday event that looks to be uh, looks to be missions. You got a Clear the Coast event for Battle Pass so that's killing eclipse hostels. Uh there's the be- uh, battle pass overflow. So I mean there's there's some good stuff that that looks like it's presenting and and loading up nicely here so far. Um you know, we'll just have to we'll have to see how the day plays out. And uh if anybody for the love of god would check elite milestone 20 and make sure there's not any rare gas in it. Just <laughs> No, there's nothing. There's, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing. Only,
1: there only some uh, officer shot. That's it. Nothing else.
0: There you go. Okay. Yes. Hopefully, we learn their lesson on that one. Uh, everybody, thank you for hanging out. This has been an episode of Talking in Cars with DJs as we introduce the original series, Doomsday Machine Arc 2. Here to Commanders within Star Trek Fleet Command My name is Ultimate DJs of the Talking Trek Podcast Much more content to come Please be sure to visit our website TalkingTrekSTFC.online Also link on over to our YouTube Our videos are available in the uh, Talking Trek announcements room right here on this very Discord If you're listening in podcast, Visit our website, you'll see the podcast you also see a link to our YouTube Consume those videos uh, And share those with your team As information will make you better okay, information, knowledge is power, all right, uh, share that with people you like, you know, you don't have to share it with the people you don't like, that's fine, give yourself a competitive advantage, but uh, do share it, and uh, we very much appreciate that, again, my name is Ultimate DJ's host of Talking Trek. thank you to our moderators today, our technical producer, Stephen Zaren, for taking, uh, taking care of our audio, executive producer in charge of all production is Snake Eyes, again, I'm Ultimate DJ's saying adieu, thank you guys so much for being here, we love you, mean it. we'll see you on the next one, take care, bye-bye.